The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. All right, welcome to Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans, our good friends. Go on down there, get some Cajun food, especially after a good win like this. It's nice not to have to comfort eat after a terrible loss. And I guess the thing about this game that bothers me is, yeah, Princeton's not as good as St. Louis or Richmond, but VCU absolutely could have played like this in those games, and that they didn't and did it now is a little tough to take. That said, offensively tonight, and think about this, they were one for six at the start. One for six in about the first five minutes of the game. They end up almost 60%. So if you take away the one for six, it's 62.5% because they were 35 of 56. And there were just a lot of things that happened today that you didn't see in in the games, in the previous two games. One of them was outstanding shot selection. VCU in the last two games took way too many three-pointers in proportion to the field goals they took. Well, tonight they take 62 shots and it's only 12 three-pointers, and they're 30 of 50 inside the arc, 60%. When you're doing that, you're a really good chance to win, and that's, and, that was, and that's one of the reasons they won tonight, and they won even though they didn't assist half their baskets. They had 36 made baskets, only 16 assists, you know, which, again, is a little, would be a little bit concerning. But, it, of course... Helped by the fact they only had seven turnovers the whole game. And again, we've had this conversation all year. Turnovers have been their biggest problem. And when they don't turn the ball over, they're a really good offense. And I mean, even though even though he ends up with more assists than turnovers tonight, Baldwin had four of them. He did have five assists, which was good. And he had a hell of a night, 23 points. Made both threes he took. Made every free throw he shot. Really outstanding. But Vince Williams, that's the other thing about tonight. Vince Williams was back to being the Vince Williams he should be. His best Vince Williams. And his best Vince Williams is not filling up the basket with 26, 27, 28 points. Although that's great. The best Vince Williams is the one that's filling up the stat sheet everywhere. What he did tonight. Yes, he had 17 points. Six for nine from the field. But 11 rebounds, six assists, two steals. That's the Vince Williams that's a potential player of the year. That's the first team all-league Vince Williams. And that's the Vince Williams that when he plays like that, we're a really good team. We're a really, really good team when he plays like that. And, and, that was, and, and that's what you saw tonight. And they needed it because Princeton was hot. They weren't hot from three early, and I think that was really the big difference in the game is that the reason VCU was able to get that lead at halftime, Princeton was two for 12. And at least there, you saw a call back to the defense that's got them where they were, which is they played really good team defense. They rotated. It was so much better than what we saw 
the last two games. But then they got hot in the second half. They were 19 to 33 from the second half and 7 to 14 from three. You don't expect that. Of course, they sabotaged themselves with foul shooting, and it was just it's just nice to see that that happened to somebody else. They were two for eight in the second half. VCU started one for three in the second half and make nine of their last 11 free throws, which is why the end of that game wasn't nearly as dramatic as it could have been because they were hitting their foul shots at the end. Baldwin hit all five of his. That was really good. Um, Keyshawn Curry tonight, they could not stay in front of him. you know. And, and that Keyshawn Curry we saw the last two games, thankfully we didn't see him tonight. He attacked the paint with, with abandon. And they could not, and even though they knew it was coming, he would get around him anyway. 23 points, 10 of 16 from the field. You know, really tremendous. That's what, that's the key, that's the best version of Keyshawn Curry. He's the one that attacks the paint and just really gets after it uh, there. And that's, that's what we need. And look, even though Princeton nearly shoots 50%, Llewellyn. Llewellyn is six of seventeen from the field. I mean, so so they you know they they got to some of these guards and they made them struggle, and that's that's that was important too on that end. But that's that is what why they couldn't do this in the last two games. And yes, I know the other team had defensive plans and knew knew to take that away. But but you know what we you know what we didn't see tonight. We didn't see there was a few there was a few positions where they took early shots in the clock and they went in. But you know what we didn't see? We didn't see a lot of that tonight. Here's another thing we didn't see a lot of tonight. Somebody just bullying into the lane and not even looking. Not even looking. Something else we didn't see tonight. You know, VCU driving into a clogged middle or a blind alley. The spacing, which was awful in the last two games, was so much better tonight. It was unreal. It was unreal. And that is the, that is the way it's got to be if this team is going to be as good as it can be. That is the way it has to be, you know, not, and, and that comes from good off-ball movement. If you're not just standing around waiting, you're, you're way more likely to have the kind of spacing you need on offense than if you're just standing there waiting to be past the ball. you got to keep moving. you got to create those lanes. you got to move a defender out of the way maybe so the guard like Ace did tonight or Curry did tonight can have that lane to drive into. And something else that helped tonight was that the officiating was certainly more to VCU's liking. It was consistent, and they were letting people play, and that was great. If we had a game officiated like that last week, last Friday against Richmond, they would have won it. But, of course, then that brings up why what we were so frustrated about last Friday. VCU didn't have to adjust the, the officiating tonight, so it was no problem. But last Friday, they couldn't adjust to the officiating and they lost. And so that's, you know, that's the thing. It was nice to have them let the teams play tonight. That was really, really nice. Fortunately, that was not the case. Uh, that was not the case last Friday. So, I mean, it, it, and, and as a first step, this is what you want. Yes, it, there were a couple times that it got a little hairy in this game. You know, they didn't start well, as I said, the one of six. They were down 9-3. But they got cooking on offense. I mean, look, to hit 16 of your last 24 shots, which is what they did in the first half, whew, I mean, that's, that's burning the nets up. And then to turn around and shoot nearly 60% in the second half. And again, 32 shots taken in the second half, five three-pointers. That is, for me, 
That is a thing they did in conference play. When they won 11 out of 12, that's what they were doing. They were taking good shots. They were making good decisions. They were mostly patient in the offense. And that is, that is how they won as convincingly as they did tonight. But that is how they you know, turned their season around after back-to-back losses. And what is so hard to understand is why they could play this way tonight and not do it when they had to have it against St. Louis and Richmond. Because if that was the case, if they could have, if they could have played this kind of game to, in either of those games, they might have been at the very least playing tonight or tomorrow night, or they might have been playing Thursday or Friday, the NCAA tournament. But they aren't. And so now it's next round, Saturday. We don't know what time against either Towson or Wake Forest, both of which are interesting. That is tomorrow night, by the way. Wake Forest, the home team and the seeded team. So they, if Wake Forest wins, they'd have to go on the road. And in one sense, I'm kind of hoping that's what happens because the big criticism against Mike Rhodes, and it's a legitimate one, he's only got one postseason win away from the Siegel Center because, of course, last year, because of the COVID situation, BCU got to play the quarterfinals and semifinals in the Seagull Center, and they won convincingly, and then, of course, went to uh, Dayton and lost the final the next week. And, you know, lost lost the first game this year, lost the first game in 2019, did win the first game in 20, uh, in Rhodes' first year, uh, which was also in D.C., and then, of course, lost to Rhode Island. But if they play Wake Forest on the road, this is the chance for Mike Rhodes to show that he can win postseason games away from home because you're not going to get probably ever again conference tournament games on the Siegel Center home floor. So this this record this this record of not winning postseason games away from the Siegel Center that has got to end, and I can't think of a better time than this Saturday against Wake Forest. Plus, of course, it it is a, it'll be a fun callback if they play Wake Forest because I'm quite sure we'll get highlights of that tournament game that VCU played when they made the tournament under Capel the first time. And people might forget this, but VCU, I think, was a 13 and Wake was a 4. And VCU gave Wake a real fight. And remember, that's the Wake Force that had Chris Flippin' Paul in it. Chris Paul, who's going to be going to the Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame, when he retires. And and they were they gave Wake all they could handle and then some. So that's... That's really the cool thing there, that uh, that they were able to do that. So, on that score, I'm excited for that. And of course, if it is if Towson pulls the upset, then a I would imagine VCU would get that game at home, and b of course that is a former Colonial rival. So that would be kind of fun too, especially as you know Towson was never this good when VCU was in the Colonial, and now they are. So that would be I would enjoy. I would certainly enjoy that, and I'm sure VC fans would enjoy it too, to see them come back in the Seagull Center and with an actually halfway decent team. I mean, that coach, Pat Scarry's done an amazing job. And look, we're all still probably a little bit sore about not, being, not, seeing, not seeing our team in the big tournament, but this is the first step. This is an opportunity. And if I have one carp, it's this. Baldwin, 37 minutes tonight. Williams, 37 minutes. Curry, 35 minutes. None, 36 minutes. I thought the whole point of having an army and, and that approach that Mike Rhodes has talked about was that you played a lot of players and you all got the minutes so you wouldn't have to play your best players that many minutes. And I understand he's got a balance. He wants to win these games in advance. 
But I think it's a little bit unfortunate or disturbing that we've gotten so few minutes off our bench, points from our bench. You know, we only had six bench points tonight. Uh, you know, Brown Jones got two and he only played five minutes, and I don't understand why that was the case. Deloach only got two, Kern only got two. And to me, yes, you want to win and get to New York, but now that you're in the NIT, and this is kind of a free hit in some respects, this is the time to play guys off the bench more, guys that you hope to be counting on next year. Brown Jones, Sahonis Kern, who got in. Deloach, he did get 15 minutes tonight. Josh Banks, who didn't see the court. I want to see these guys play more. And I know we're taking a risk of losing and all that, and it would be frustrating to lose and not get to New York. But this is the opportunity that VCU has to try and get some real good minutes, some real good experience in a tournament situation for your younger guys, for your guys that you hope are here next season. So I, I got to say that's if there's a big criticism I have tonight of, v, of, of VCU and the way of the coaching staff handled this, I, I just don't think it's a good thing to see our best players playing, you know, 37, 37, 35, and 36. I mean, the whole point of having an army was for that not to happen. And yet, you know, we've seen the rotation really shorten up. Yes, they'll still play 10 players, but it's a couple minutes for Stockard here. It's five minutes for Brown Jones there. It's seven minutes for Nick Kern here. And I just don't think we're getting the most out of them as a result and we're doing anything for their development doing that. And I mean, you know, you've got to start thinking about next season at this point. We're not in the big tournament, so you don't feel like you have something to lose here. And yes, you do have something to lose in the sense that, yes, your season could be over at any time and you don't want that to be the case. But I, I think you've got to think about development. Development for this team next year and, and developing these players. So... You know, that that would be the one thing is that whatever going forward, I'm hoping we're going to see the minutes come down for the starters and we're going to see the minutes go up for 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 some of these guys on the bench and some of these backups and some of these guys that maybe very well be called to step in. Uh, we don't know if Vince Williams and Keyshawn Curry are going to use their COVID year and come back at all. And you need, and you know, guys like Marcus Sahonis and Nick Kern will be called upon to step up and fill those roles if both of them are gone, as a for instance. Plus, of course, you know the, the players that will come in uh, that, that sign with us and maybe somebody in the transfer portal. But those guys that are on the roster now can start work on that now. And for me, that's, that's one of those things that, that was I had a little bit of trouble with tonight. But at the same time, let's give the starters their flowers. They played well. Jaden Nunn in particular, I meant to shout this out earlier, but you know, I liked I liked what Jaden Nunden did tonight for this reason. Five of eight from the field, he only took one three pointer. Yes, he missed it, but Jaden Nunn's shot selection hasn't been nearly as good as it should be, and that is a big step forward when you get when you see that when you see quality shot selection from him like that. That is what you're looking for, you know, and that means he's learning from his mistakes and getting better. And he's developing his game, and that was important. I liked his attack into the paint tonight. Uh, that was really good. Uh, needs to make his free throws because, again, VCU only missed four, four free throws tonight, and he missed three of them. So he's got to get better at that because he's a guard. And he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, but in general, you know, really good game out of him tonight. I was pretty pleased with that. 
Uh, I was pretty pleased with uh, Ward's play. I mean, he did a much better job against Evubon. Oh gosh, I'm butchering this Princeton guy's name. Evubon, who ended up, who did end up with 22 and 12, but he also fouled out of the game. So uh, you know that was you know that, but he, I thought he did the best out of everybody on that, and I think he had some blocks tonight too. Uh, let's see, he had one block tonight. Uh, Deloach had a couple, so that was kind of nice to see Deloach. Uh, uh, returning some re- returning some people's shots tonight, and I liked I liked that from him as well. So, you know that it, again, this was a performance that was needed. We obviously want to keep the season going, and we did, and we're very, all very happy about that. Uh, the challenge is now that if it is Wake Forest, let's go on the road and win postseason games away from the Siegel Center because look, it's not been happening under this coach, and it needs to if we're going to make some progress with this program. Um, so Saturday, the plan is if everything works okay, live video in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. And again, as always, uh, it's a fun time in there. It was it was a fun game thread and a fun post game video in there, and we always enjoy that and had some very good comments in the post game video uh, tonight. Uh, you know, spacing was a spacing was an issue that uh, Jonathan Barty brought up that I thought was spot on. Among other many comments that I heard tonight, and I was very pleased. I was very, it was very good to be in there with uh, with everybody, and I'm happily off Saturday. So again, we'll be doing the same thing again, live video, and uh, and a podcast to go with it that'll drop the next day. So, step one is completed. We're on our way to hopefully getting seeing this team get to New York. Because again, if you're a basketball player or coach. You want to play or coach a game in the garden, unless and if you don't, if that's not one of your goals as a basketball player or coach, then you're playing the wrong sport. Uh, that is the mecca, and that's the that's the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow for VCU, and it's the thing that makes the NIT still, in my eyes, a special tournament that you want to be a part of. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for all the comments and the great game thread and the post game video. Remember our friends at Lady Nolans. Go down there, have some wonderful Cajun food, and uh, until next time, talk to y'all later. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.